welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Happy New Year, everybody. A note on today's episode, this is actually an episode from last year, so the end of 2020, um, but we were unable to get it out for that time, and so just to give you a little context, that's what's happening. Anyways, hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this is, is live <laughs> Pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. So pair walk with alcohol. <laughs> I'm just you made it difficult the last time. I'm just gonna make it difficult. Yeah, this that's time. fair. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> yep. All right. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one. Today's life pairing is New Year's Eve with Prosecco. Woo! Uh, we are discussing New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> did you forget to check your notes? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Did you send me notes on that? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I then just ate a ketchup chip, which I'm not supposed to do while on a microphone. Uh, you guys, this is exactly how we wanted to celebrate New Year's Eve. Just a little bit drunk. Drunk! Uh, and a little bit overzealous about uh, what we <laughs> thought might happen and probably won't. This is this is New Year's Eve, as it? We are creating a symbolic representation of New Year's Eve for you. And we have... Being- too drunk and very confused. <laughs> and we have a very special guest for you. Uh, you know yeah. her. You love her. She's my friend and yours. Lena Newman. <laughs> Woo. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, Happy New Year's Lena. Guys. Hey, ladies. How are happy you doing? Happy Hogmanay to yes. you, my lady. Thank you. And happy Hogmanay to you. Thank you. I'm not a... actually Scottish, but I'm married to one. So sometimes well, I'm that a little makes Scottish in me. That makes you Scottish. Uh, Carla is married to a Scot, and Lena was yeah. born in Scotland and is uh, comes from a right. long line of Scots. So, uh, mm-hmm. Hogmanay is obviously New Year's Eve. Is that what's happening? New Year's Eve, and like it's like kind of a two day celebration. Like, yeah, it, it, I think it starts like at, on New Year's Day, like at midnight. Oh, so yeah, like you guys get Scottish- they actually get January first and January second. Yeah, they get two days off because. The whole day actually starts on New Year's Day, like at midnight. Oh, New Year's Day at I midnight. I didn't know that. But I did know, like, we phone, we always phone Andy's parents after midnight. And I always think that's kind of weird because why would I phone my mom after midnight? Nothing good can come from that. But I guess that's, yeah, you're right. That is like a tradition. I think it's called, like, yeah, you're supposed to, isn't there something about, the first person that you see after New Year's or something? Uh, yeah, so for... Okay, so when Mike and I were there over Christmas, I haven't spent a lot of Christmases or New Year's in Scotland mm. um, since I was a kid, but about three years ago, um, me and my boyfriend Mike went back to visit my grandpa, and we were there over New Year's Eve, and um, at midnight, 
so the tallest man with the darkest hair has to come in the house with a bottle of whiskey. Oh. I love that. So because obviously <laughs> my grandpa's Scottish and like five feet tall, right? He rests in peace. He passed away this year. All right. Um, yeah. But um, so Mike. <laughs> Mike was the one, and he so he came in the house with a bottle, and uh, yeah, we all had some, and that was at midnight. Oh, but he must know, have like loved that. that, right? Like, that's kind of like Mike a... and my grandpa loved it, yeah. Like, that they is... were so excited. That is such an honor, like, especially like, mm-hmm. especially as somebody who's like marrying into a family, or like, that is very like, what an honor to be to have bestowed. Lena, you're a getting married, no, but that's. <laughs> I just want to go to Vegas, guys. <laughs> well, we can go to Vegas anytime, Carla. After I was going to say, we've been to wedding Vegas many times. Uh, Never that, is, that is a wonderful honor to have bestowed upon you, and such a family tradition. Yeah. And it's like, that's very nice. Yeah, it was really cool. And it was only the four of us. It was just uh, Mike and I, and then my mom and so my grandpa. So does the tallest man with the darkest hair has to walk in with a bottle of whiskey? I, you know what, and that's what I mean, I've, I don't I've know read something like, about, yeah, like the darkest hair or something as being a. But do you know, know what? what? And because something like, to do with Vikings, my grandpa's from Glasgow. He was, you know, like five foot six. <laughs> but do you know what? I feel like <laughs> my grandma always called the the Glaswegians. Um, the, what did she say? Every time she was going back to Glasgow, it was the land of the short people <laughs> or something because they're all, all very factories. short. I also so, feel like a lot of nowadays bitches would be like, oh, that's so misogynistic. Why can't I walk in it? And like our like ancestors would be like, yeah, yo, they used to make us get the whiskey until we started <laughs> and now we don't have stupid to. tradition where we're like, the tallest man with the darkest hair has to get it. And now everyone just sits with an empty glass waiting to be filled. And then yeah. uh, the nowadays bitches are like, that's too. We sh- a woman should be able to walk in, and we're like, no, 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 no. We want to sit here and you <laughs> serve us. You're breaking tradition. Yeah, we're, like, we're like, come on, make these boys go get us the the fucking whiskey. Also, apparently, I think I read oh, somewhere absolutely. that it's that it's you want the dark hair because they were afraid of Vikings, and Vikings were generally blonde. So that's oh, why you that want makes a sense. Br- yeah. brown, dark haired person and not a you sexy Viking. Me. <laughs> That's right, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany's a goddamn. To be fair, if you showed up to so my house at midnight without no one opened the door to her, do you know what's so? <laughs> you know what's so funny about my whole body is that like half of me is Norwegian and then half of me is Irish and Métis, and I have just so taken on the Irish and Métis. <laughs> my whole body is just like, hey, fuck you, tall and slender and blonde. We're short and fat and funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when I tell people like yeah like Norwegian they're like ugh <laughs> are you and I'm like oh, kind of right. um, and it's sorry it's, it's called um, the first footer oh okay okay cool so the dark haired man brings good luck as the first footer so he's the first one that steps into your house oh, that's oh, fun I like that I enjoy that a lot whereas light haired men redheads and Uh-oh. women <laughs> Are seen as harbing harbingers of ill fate. Oh. Harbingers, witches, Which, probably, probably witches. Harbin, harbinger. harbinger. I don't know harbinger. how to. Uh, witches and witches. 
bitches and witches don't get to bring them edit that out so i don't seem fucking stupid please no that's correct about harbingers harbinger (laughs) (laughs) okay um okay how do you guys feel about new year's eve what are your thoughts feelings wishes dreams Uh, i feel like it's overdone and Mm -hmm. there's so like there's honestly like with with Christmas it's like okay there's like this it's all your family like you're just like obligated to be with your family but New Year's is like this extra thing where you're like you have to be the funnest place the most dressed up you have to kiss somebody on New Year's you have to mm-hmm. if you're not with your love you have to find a love you have to be the fanciest dressed you have to be in the most expensive place you and all it yeah. turns out to be and I feel like this has got to be for everyone. Like, it can't just be for me. I'm always just on the side of the road at the end of the night, like, God damn it, it's hard to get cabs. <laughs> you are that's that's 100%. You can't get a cab anywhere. I was, like, in on tears last year at 2.30 in the morning trying to get a cab. I can't tell you the, the number of times in the last 10 years that I have ended up at the gay bar looking for some sort of solitude because i'm just like take me solitude well like that's not worry not yeah not solitude or like i just want to be alone all the gay people stop talking yeah not not solitude just uh what's the word what's the word i'm looking Uh, for uh re re uh like i just want to be like somewhere safe oh okay like i'm like i'm like take me like i'll end up i'll be like at this party where it like sucks and then it's like nothing fun is happening. And there's like this yeah. huge expectation. Everyone's like, well, we bought a bottle of champagne. It's like for 90 people. I'm out of here. I'm going to back lot. I'm making out with a dude in a fucking harness. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> like I, I think the amount of times I have just ended up to the end. Well, that in- sounds in the arms of the gay community being like bring me back <laughs> and then just ending and i'm sure they welcome yeah, you with open, open arms. arms and then i end up at the outside of twisted with fucking a hot dog in my hand from the street vendor and then just like a cab that's just like we're very full can you split with three people and i'm like yes <laughs> uh. like that has been my last like six new years Oh, actually, that's not true. Ever since I've been a comedian, I've had to perform on New Year's. So um, that oh, was right. my... That's right. Yeah. So that was my New Year's before then. And now I just end up like performing and I got to drive home. Oh. Yeah. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So... Yeah. There's been a few times where you're like just on your way home from like Lethbridge yeah. or something. Last year like, I was on my on... way home from Canmore. On and I just show. like, I was actually in the yeah, drive through right. at McDonald's getting a coffee. Uh-huh. Oh. I was getting a coffee and some chicken McNuggets and it was like 11.58 and I was like as yeah. the time was ticking down I was like oh fuck I hope I can call my sister at midnight because she was at home by herself so I was like right I was coming out of the drive-thru and like exiting onto the highway and I called her right at like 11.59 and I was like 10 9 <laughs> and she, we were both kind of laughing and, and she's like where are you and I was like I'm on the number one highway baby <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where i'm gonna be this new year's you will be on the number one highway uh, yeah oh. i'll be driving up. is that when yeah. you're driving back because oh, i nice. also feel hopefully it will. hopefully the highway will i'm be hoping so when that full of snow 
But I also have like way too high of expectations for New Year's and it always sucks. Uh, always some notable sucks. all some notable exceptions have been Hogmanay and Edinburgh, which is amazing. Although very cold and you have to wait in line at the toilets and it was very confusing. Um, and then we did all of the world's New Year's Eve. So you started like, oh, like, you were there, Lena. No, you weren't there. <laughs> oh my! I was like, oh my god, have I fucking lost my mind? Don't tell us. Were you there? Which okay. yes, I have. But <laughs> okay. go on. Um, where we started celebrating like the first New Year's, and then just like every hour until you get to like the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean, and then there's like a two way two hour lag or something, three hour lag, and then we all ended up just going home before eleven o'clock. <laughs> That's how I like to celebrate. Well, I guess you started pretty early. <laughs> yeah. Are you not? Were you not there? I may have been there. <laughs> I know Brittany had to work, so she started there. I what? Were we here? Yeah. In Calgary. At, uh, Chantel's old house. Oh, and Michael was there. oh my god! Yeah, and we started yeah. at noon. Oh yeah. Yes. No. I didn't. <laughs> that was really. Here's the thing: is like a drink, guys. More works really well. <laughs> More often than not, I like, uh, and like as much as I, I say I hate New Year's, mm. when the clock strikes, you know, twelve, eleven mm-hmm. you know, fifty nine, strikes twelve o'clock, I I am overwhelmed with love. Like I call my yeah. parents, my aunt. I know you have everybody call calls. Everybody. Like I, I call it. all my girlfriends, all my parents, my like comedy friends call. And it's just like all anybody wants to tell you is how much they love you. Because it's like, I, it's funny that that's like the tradition is to like go into the new year. But I don't ever remember like anybody saying like, oh, you have to call people or you have to, you know, get people on the line and tell them happy new year. It just became sort of a sign of the times where it's like now we had this technology where you could like get in touch with your entire family. <laughs> Yeah. So, so like starting at like twelve oh one to like two AM, now my whole thing is like filled with video calls and like I love you. I I'm so excited you're here and all this kind of stuff, you know. But that's a very Hogmanay tradition, I think. Is it? That that's that's where I got it from, where I started calling people on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I just my my mom so dad, I don't know if it I don't know if it just organically like you said because we have the technology or if it actually is something that we stole from the Scots which we've I don't know my my mom and dad well I think a lot of this, the Scottish stuff was um you'd go to people's houses right so Hogmanay started and then you do the first footer and then you would just like you my parents talked about this when they used to live in Aberdeen um they would just go to people's houses just all along the block oh, right yeah. And it was just, so you just go to like from house to house oh. and everyone would just like invite you in for drinks and That's food. Beautiful. And- I like that much better. I would love that. That would be so home. good. Because then it's just- not the pressure of like, because I think the pressure is like midnight and then whatever happens after that. Whereas this is like you get to midnight and then you get to do the fun thing, which is go visit all the people. I gotta say, and I hate to, I hate to yeah. droll on this, but I think it's an it's a North American thing that like took something that was rooted in kindness and and like making something fun and you know welcoming the new year and turned mm. it into something like you have to be in a you know black and white dress and you have to be yeah. drinking champagne and you have exactly. to be 
like it, it like from from its roots it truly sounds like the new year has turned we want to wish each other good luck and we want to like wish good fortune and bring kindness so you're going to each other's house i i love that because that's so much yeah. how i grew up and that's what my family's about and everything like that it's just like oh we had a busy kitchen from the time i was 12 years old or two years old to now you know yeah so like yeah. The whole yeah, thing totally. of, like, having people over and, like, offering them drinks is, like, that excites me so much. And, like, I, that's, like, mm-hmm. I, we should, like, almost restart this tradition. Yeah, let's start going to strangers' houses at 12 o'clock at night and see how long until we get arrested. No, but, like, honestly, like, <laughs> you, you should, like... We like, all live <laughs> far away from each other. We can't just go visit each other. I no. mean, maybe Uber, Uber will carry us. I'm well. I'm friends with my neighbors on a couple on both sides. I could. I could. I live in Vancouver. There's. I don't know my neighbors. I'm not allowed to go knock. I would like very. Me. I would very comfortably invite my neighbors over for a drink. Well, your neighbors are quite cool. Oh, totally. They're wonderful. They're bad. Yeah, they're wonderful people. Yeah. They, would you keep going? Like, how far down the block too. would you go before like, you got? Honestly, like, so when COVID started, I started walking around the block like just as a thing to do because I was like, "Fuck, yeah. I gotta get out of here." And this fella, like four blocks down, he took a lawn chair and he put it out in the middle of the street, like mm. not not quite in the middle of the street, but like like I live on like a you know like kind of a cul-de-sac. So he put it out on the street and he said, "I'm just waiting for folks to walk by and talk to me because I can't stand Aww. being inside anymore." And so okay. I just said, "Well, I'll go get a lawn chair," you know. And I grabbed a lawn chair and went out and sat next to him and talked to him for a while. It was wonderful. And then another time, my dog got let out because I've had I, I run a slum slumlord facility where like thirty <laughs> comics live. <in. laughs> that you do. I've lived in that slumlord. Everybody's facility. lived in my house before. Uh, I the door got left open and my dog got out in the morning, and some like it was cold outside. So when like a neighbor like six neighbors down uh left me a note on my door that said hey we assume this is your puppy and we always see her with you and we know she must have just got out so we took her in for the day and i got there and she was like with like four other dogs and like cuddled up in a blanket and they were like come get her whenever you feel you're ready i would love it if you could start it as a tradition maybe you send that letter if you didn't understand like if you weren't used to it yeah if a stranger Walked in your house with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I mean, who's gonna turn that Just person broke into your away? home? Then yes, Maybe that's are, very upsetting. Yeah. But I'm saying, I don't know. What I'm saying, I is just like, more than at midnight. That's it would a great be. Tradition. Well, apparently, I I've read somewhere that people, more people, have met their neighbors during COVID than like any other time, which is kind of a sad state of affairs. But well, the funny thing is because we've had such a incredible. We've, like, had such a, like, thing where you can kind of pick exactly who your friends and family were. Yeah, and, like, we also aren't at, like, a lot of places. Like, I drive, um, like, I have underground parking, so I don't, you know, I'm not parking in the front street or doing anything like that. So I literally, like, especially when I was working full-time, I wouldn't see my neighbors because I just go into my garage underground and never talk to anybody. Right. Well, I gotta be honest with you, like, I, uh... Uh, I talked to both my neighbors on both sides. They're fantastic. They both are. Like one's a little not so kabutso. He like I've never I never really like see his wife and he's always out like on his deck talking nonsense to me. One time he was just mm. like, I'm gonna give you a government website that nobody's seen and I'm just like, This guy's rad. 
<laughs> like he was like this whole conspiracy theory Brittany I was, was like, all I over it I was show. like oh yeah I was like what else you got <laughs> but it was just like I don't know I would prefer to live that way like I would prefer no, to- I think it would be a I would think it would be a great thing I'd like to know my neighbors I like like if there was a we should start a, a like that would be a, that's a that's exactly how new year's should be is like walking into neighbors houses and like wishing them a good year yeah that would be nice that would make me want to stay up past midnight yeah or not i don't know sometimes i get confused and want to stay and isolate myself i don't it's, <laughs> so I i'm both an introvert and an yeah, extrovert and it's very you have to be really sure that you wanted to participate because <laughs> Sounds like a I know. I really don't know what's going to happen. You know what? What we should do? We'll just go to Brittany's house and just start knocking on her neighbor's doors and see how we feel about it. They'd probably be fine with it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if not, it's not our problem. It would be your problem. <laughs> so I will. I will give you a little deep dive into the psychology of New Year's. Right. Yeah, I can imagine this for? is a this is like a heavy one for psychology. This is a heavy one, just because it's. it's truly like it's everybody's fresh beginning it's everyone's zero it's like okay i'm not gonna do that but i will start trying on january 1st it's a big day for gym memberships it's a big day for diets it's a big day for personal trainers it's a big day for like i'm gonna do all the things that i said i was gonna do last year so it's like people start seeing therapists Mm -hmm. like everything that's like mental health and like uh physically uh physical health and physical health and all that kind of stuff people are it's like january 1st that's the day and even if it's like everyone's hungover also on january (laughs) yeah the funniest shit that people are like on january 1st that's when i start it's like what about on the second but (laughs) it's That's when I'm going to yeah. good life. It's you're like, not no, you're there. not. You're no. dead. Maybe I'm like, you're dead for a but day. You're not going to drink that day. That's a that will be a probably a positive thing because you're too hungover. You're but... way too hungover. But the whole <laughs> thing is like that's how our brains work. They see it. We're so like number obsessed that we're like, okay, on the first day of the year, I'm gonna be a new me, mm. and then immediately like every gym like cha-ching <laughs> none of these people are going to show up and they buy like nope. year memberships so they're like okay <laughs> great now we're like bye that's never. how gyms yeah that's how gyms yeah. thrive it's all like the january membership yeah. yes that's why you should never join a gym january in membership. january although sometimes you get really good because that'll last them for the whole so year the yeah. only other thing that means as much to us psychologically like in terms of a new start is our birthdays oh i never really put that two and two together but yeah 100 percent. so the only other thing that we're like okay uh this is an absolute new start is because like i'm turning 34 tomorrow I'm this is gonna right. be my new start. Yeah. You're finally right. gonna be yeah. an adult. I'm yeah, I'm finally yeah. I've definitely said stuff like yeah. that to myself on my birthdays. <laughs> every time you're like, Oh, okay, this is the day. It's never stuck, but I say it every year. <laughs> you go in with good intentions. That's really, you know, ninety percent of the <laughs> Exactly. So uh, a 2000 study by the British psychologist Richard Weissman found that many of us uh nothing or sorry uh, many of us and then it's like uh you two you know the band you two lena loves you too 
Mm. What <laughs> I do, and honestly, <laughs> really? everyone hates I love them. you too. I just didn't really like that they forced that on us. Well, yeah, they're fine. But I thought, okay, let's edit. I don't this know, part Lena. Out. You have very. Um, I'm not cutting this part out. You have to be <laughs> okay with your. You do, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so what new? Oh, you, <laughs> what what you two saying is true nothing changes on new year's day huh ah new year's day of three thousand people followed by a year 88 percent failed to achieve their goals and resolutions although 52 percent had been confident that they would have made them so that's actually a funny statistic That's a very strange statistic. That's a very funny statistic because like 88% failed, but only 52 of that 100% was like, eh, never mind. Like, that means, 48, that means 48% of people were like, ah, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I want to say it, but I know it's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many things, uh, like, just, like, specifically, and going back to specifically, the night of New Year's Eve is, like, there's just, like, I know, like, romantically, for some reason, I tie myself so much to that, I think, because I'm single, but it's, like... I did, too. No, 100%. That whole midnight kiss thing. The whole midnight kiss thing. It's, like, I'm, like... Like, I remember, like... I don't know, like, I remember, like, kissing people that I did not want to kiss because I was just like, I don't want to not kiss a person. Right. And now that I have a partner, I'm, like, really not interested. You don't need to kiss anybody. Well, now that COVID's here, I'm like... (laughs) You're like, only kiss me with your mask on. I'm like, Trixie, (laughs) now's your chance. Oh my god, I would way rather have a kiss from my cat than and she licks her own bum than (laughs) some I don't know. I don't know. It just becomes like I remember that up till I like you know was in a stable relationship, but that like pressure because there is like a romance thing. Yeah, the pressure to get a near Yeah, and now I'm like, oh I wanna kiss someone. (laughs) My husband's coming on this podcast later, so we'll just (laughs) I want to kiss my husband on here. That's so romantic, but also I will take a kiss from my cat. <laughs> I was gonna say there is still there is still that, that thing. Is like the gorgeous. older you get, the weirder it feels because you're like, oh my god, this is it's like another holiday that you should be celebrating with somebody. That right. You're not. Like, and it does feel mm. odd because like the more pressure like puts gets put on it, it's like maybe. Yeah, the mistletoe didn't work. Maybe now's right. your chance. <laughs> and it was like, like the kind of the, the oh meat cute or whatever of the totally. and yeah. just, which we learned this week after watching the holiday film that that is actually a technical term, I guess, for um, movie writers. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. So I thought this was yeah, new. I like this. I thought year. the meat cute was new too. I didn't that, think that was like a. But like we watched. When was the holiday? filmed it was like 2000 and something he was like referring to it like way back in the day yeah so yeah that's true so apparently it's been a thing for a while well that was but yeah huh you mentioned about with like all these expectations oh god of like meeting somebody and bringing them to new year's yeah well how many times have you not just had like Jude Law accidentally knocking your door. <laughs> the amount of time that's and he's happened been, to me. 
I mean, he lo- he knocks on my door every year, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck off! I'm not interested." Yeah, I'm like, "Get out of here, Jude Law! <laughs> You're too skinny." And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're too <laughs> handsome." Not just Jude Law in that film that knocks on your door. It's Jude Law, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be such a dunce, Cap." And you're like, "Oh, Jude." <laughs> <laughs> Like he's like oh, he's like oh the God. most perfect person that could ever knock on anybody's door. And he's like he's like I'm a. So you're like you're like get yeah, the fuck like, out. I'm of here. lost. You're like no, you're fucking not. He's like <laughs> he probably just got laid three seconds ago. Yeah, hundred percent. You're like your pecker looks like reindeer. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. But it's like, it's so like, that's another, like, movies are like, New Year's, it's the most, it's the time you're going to either meet somebody or like, it's just. Or confirm the love that you met at Christmas time. Yeah, you're going to meet a guy at Christmas and then on New Year's he's going to be like, this is our year. And you're like, what? (laughs) You're like, I've known you four days, what the fuck's going on? You're like, I met Why did you fly out here? I didn't ask. I met you on a boat in the Caribbean. We didn't even, I did, we don't even know each other. I met you on a boat in the Caribbean and I blew you in a fucking boat bathroom. Why are you here with my family? (laughs) This fucking sucks. (laughs) I said that it would be nice if we saw each other again. I didn't mean it. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh God! It is funny though, like how we psychologically like to put things in little boxes, and um, that turning over of a new time is is just like it's something that actually is funny. Like in from doing therapy, it's like a hundred percent wrong of what you should do. Like you should not set yourself up on a day that you're going to be probably hungover on, um, maybe a little low because you've just been doing like a ton of fucking shit, like yeah. Christmas prep for Christmas, New Year's, Mm -hmm. and then set yourself a really hard goal that you probably won't be able to meet. No. So it's just like, you know what, you said one of the goals was, yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, that's overwhelming. But you did say one of the things that people say that they do for um, resolutions is get a therapist. That is a hundred percent correct. Go get a therapist and yeah, then correct. go set some resolutions. Yes, everyone go to therapy <laughs> right now. Anyone who's yeah. listening to this, go figure that part out and then go set some resolutions. Figure out your own shit first before you start trying to join a gym with well, a bunch of bodybuilders. It's fascinating to see how how common so much of this is. Like, like just like people like banking on, oh, this is going to be a good year. Even like some of the rituals surrounding. Um, uh, New Year's Eve like f- fireworks is another thing mm. where it's like a good luck thing where like oh yeah this is so magical we're starting off the year so magical is our fireworks supposed to be good luck I didn't know that yeah like the fireworks are a big good luck thing so it's like huh. and it's also just oh, like cool. even just like in its own like just like lighting off fireworks is like celebrating something that you don't know if it's going to be good yet well, and no matter what, fireworks are always kind of awe-inspiring, which yeah. I guess kind of stays in that mentality. I mean, they get boring real fast, but like the beginning, there's no way you can't just go like, "Woo!" 
Oh yeah, like they're totally like, in a way that like. Oh sorry. Oh, no, that's exactly what New Year's is too. You're like, this is the we're doing it. It's our yeah. day of the year. Yeah. And, the- and then you're like, ten thirty, and you're like, I'm tired. Also, I do not want to eat any more charcuterie, which I never thought I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want any more champagne. It's giving me heartburn. Which is the funniest thing in the world <laughs> right. because, like, all those things contextualized, like, in their own element would be fantastic. But if you just yeah. jam them all in together, you're like, okay, so this is going to be the most perfect year. Okay, I don't have, I have to pretend I don't have heartburn. Okay, I have to pretend that I. <laughs> I have to pretend that I like staying up at fucking 1 a.m. <laughs> like, I have to pretend that I, know, I that's like the thing wearing too. all black and, like, heavy makeup and high heels, even yeah, though we live you. in Canada, and it's fucking freezing. <laughs> now I'm slip. That's true. There's a lot of pressure yeah, surrounding. Like we're gonna, sm- we're gonna smash our heads. Like, that's what happens in Canada. Maybe it's Like, you should only be up past midnight accidentally, and then it's fun. But if you have to be up past midnight and it's like a thing you have to do, that stops being fun anymore. I gotta be honest with you. This is one thing my father has always said to me that I thought when I was young, like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. What he he used to say, and he he said his dad said to him, nothing good happens after midnight, son. (laughs) And he- That's like the the tagline from How I Met Your Mother. It is. brother. Really? I don't know. There's sometimes it's fun after midnight. My you know what? It's not. Is, He's right. Not it isn't fun. It's just not good. No, I it, know. It's often fun, but nothing. It good. is often fun. It's not good. You are right. You are right. Yes. It's more often yeah. fun than not. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's never beneficial to your next day, <laughs> <laughs> or the day after. Sometimes. Like I have never been in a scenario where I've been like, yeah. I should have been up at 4 a.m. <laughs> like the next day, I'm like, <laughs> man, am I glad I stayed up? I would have missed a lot. Like I'm always like, holy Jesus, on a crush. Like there are a few, there are few and few examples of when I was mm-hmm. up after midnight where I'm like, I'm so glad I was there. A couple of those. I mean, if you stop drinking or if you start drinking at noon, then it's totally fine. That's what you should do. What? Start drinking at noon. <laughs> then we don't. <laughs> Then you can go to bed so at midnight because you- you're tired by then. Sure. You get all night sleep. If I started drinking at noon, I'd be tired by three. <laughs> no, I know you wouldn't because I've 100% <laughs> drank with you many times starting at 10 a.m. Or whenever the Alberta licensing board lets us drink in a restaurant. I'd been up till 4 a.m. You know what <laughs> you- that's a full yeah, shift, ladies. That's a full shift. Yo, you know what's <laughs> the funniest thing in the world is like I do comedy and I didn't start till I was like twenty six or twenty seven years old, right? Actually, I think it was twenty eight, and uh, I started and everybody else was really everybody what? else was like uh, eighteen years old. Huh. So they're like they think I'm like they're like oh yeah we'll invite Brittany out just to show her a good time. I'm like guess what, sweetheart? <laughs> I've seen a good time. I've also blown a good time too many times for my own good health. So I can't see another good time in my 30s and feel good about it. Like, I got it down. You're not yeah, showing you're not me shit. At all. I, I, like, I, please invite me. But also. <laughs> but also, I will leave at a I respectable hour. I cannot 
be here. also they're they're lying they're bringing you out because you show them a good time i don't think so i've like i it... i think that might be you know you know all the cool clubs because you've been around no. the block yeah you've been around you know i'm like all the shots i'll show up to a club now i'm like hey you guys know duncan they're like duncan hasn't worked here in a thousand years since 1932 and you're like oh i'm a ghost that's the only guy Now all these kids have like they're like they know the doorman and the cook and there's always a secret way in and stuff like that. And I remember oh. that. like I remember knowing that. Like go to a club. I never knew that. I was never that cool. Well that's not entirely true. I know other people that knew that, so then it would basically counts, right? <laughs> of there course. was always a guy who knew a guy who could get you in. But nowadays, like I'm just like, I don't, you know. It's funny to me because it's like everybody knows a thing about how to, oh, yeah, if we go in here and we knock twice and this guy will let us in. Yeah, and then I get in there and I'm like, oh, there's only 18. I'm trying to bang 50-year-olds with money. I don't want to see 18-year-olds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's this guy going to do? This is why we need to, like, invest in clubs that are for, like, 30-plus-year-olds with, like, low-level music. I hate to tell you, you know why 30 plus year old clubs never work? Because no one goes to them. No, I know. You know what? Actually, that's not true. We used to have one in the UK that was, I think, I think it was only like 25 plus, but it was lovely. And you know what? Everyone still got shit faced and it was still a mess, but there was a dog there. So (laughs) I always, I always feel like it's like, what's the pitch? Like, uh, come at six and leave at 10 <laughs> like that's what i would want to yeah. that's the kind of party i want to have actually. like happy uh, hour from six to seven thirty or is psychology are we oh we just are we psyched up? are we psyched we're psyched down psyched yeah we're good with psych we can try to make a joke it's, it's not good history Okay, I have to go get my husband because he is going to be uh, tech support because we're going to do something super interesting on technical stuff. Okay. Oh, sweet. Okay, so okay. I'm going to do my history story. I hope everyone is listening to this All podcast right. while they're about to go to sleep because if not, I'm going to put you to sleep because <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Y2K bomb. All right. Actually, this was a big deal. This was a big deal. This was a huge deal. And did you realize, well, obviously, it was 20 years ago. It doesn't feel that way. No, it feels very recent. Like, honestly, like, that was like, it was like a huge deal. Like, I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to ruin anything. But I remember it honestly being like, it was on the forefront of all of our brains it was in mm-hmm. all the media. It was much like the coronavirus in that it was like, in it was so I don't even know. It was they were like, this is the end of times. Yes, yeah. And do you still believe that? That what the Y two K? Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, it's been proven wrong, right? All right. Well, here we go. Okay. I mean, we're obviously still here. <laughs> I mean, no, Lena, we're all dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and also, we? we have a little mini guest for this episode. Special to guest to make sure that I'm saying the things correctly. My husband, Andy Younger. And 
Carla's in a monologue here. I am. But <laughs> uh, what, uh, know what Andy's background is, so that uh, we know uh, how uh, awesome this is to have him. Yeah. Uh, so he. Do you want to say? No, no. no? You can, okay. He's a software engineer. I'm just gonna like look at him every three seconds. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, is that works what you for do? <laughs> EA Sports? Work for a large video game company. Works yes. for a large video game company, making a large video game that has a foot component to it. It might be sport related. Yes. Um, <laughs> and has spent the last I don't know how many thirty years programming. He programmed since he was a baby. Uh. <laughs> he was born yeah. programming. <laughs> he came out of that uterus just typing away. Um, but yeah, he's going to help me with some of the technically stuff because I think, okay, so we you kind of touched exactly on the issue of Y2K is that because, excuse me, sorry, because nothing actually really happened, uh, the expectation is then there was no reason to be worried. Right. So, okay, so let's just get into the, a little bit of the basics. So the whole thing is that back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, when the programmers were doing their software, uh, they decided to do the date format as two digits for the year. So rather than doing like month, month, day, day, year, 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 they just did it as a six-digit number rather than an eight-digit number because that would have saved space. Okay, I don't quite, know. Yeah, so that was quite important at the time. So, if you can imagine banks, obviously they they have large databases that have you know your everybody's date of birth in it, for example. So if they've got thousands of records, then they've got thousands of dates, and those take space. And not that long ago, in computing terms, space was really really expensive. It's less so now, but but it was at the time. Uh, computers didn't have much memory at all. Like they had significantly less memory than now's in your phone. Um, so compacting down that stuff was super important to make sure they could store as much data as possible. And they also didn't believe that their software would still be used, like, what, 40, 40 years later? Oh, yeah, not, not next week, let no. alone 40 yeah. years later. Um, and a lot of this is based on the programming language COBOL, which means common, sorry, which means common business-oriented language, which they still use in banking in 2020. They do, really? and it's a terrible language. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, COBOL um, has a unique distinction of, of being um, designed by Grace uh, Cooper. A lady. A lady, a fantastic lady. Who, who it. She's wonderful, wonderful, clever lady. Um, unfortunately, COBOL, I would not, although one of her successes at still being used, is not a particularly nice programming language. Um, it was designed um, to be readable by non-programmers which basically means it's incredibly verbose. Um, so it's, it's horrible to use as a programming language. Um, but banks still use it, so it's still around. <laughs> which banks makes sense. Even with the times. Yeah. <laughs> I could honestly so, like, listen to Andy say, and this is, a, a, you know, <laughs> every, every time Andy speaks, I'm like, this is way more interesting than what we say. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just let him read the rest of it. <laughs> right? Don't like worry. I'm going to bore you very, very quickly. <laughs> oh, it's so fascinating. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so they kind of, they knew, programmers knew this from like the 60s and 70s that this was a potential problem, but it didn't really become into the public conscious until that 1993 article called Doomsday 2000. Right. So not to downplay anything. 
but yeah, this kind of started about with people worrying about this. And also because people didn't really understand the depth of the problem, because I actually started today being like, well, what does it matter if the computer thinks it's 1900 instead of 2000? Um, and then Andy <laughs> explained that if you even if you do that in Excel, right, like let's say you have an equation in Excel that right. is um, the date minus another date. Now that's going to look completely wrong to your excel spreadsheet yeah generally speaking you'll be um right you know looking forwards in time or backwards in time so you go what's the date today when did this event happen relative to it um so if you suddenly flip your dates around you know like you're expecting today obviously to be newer or equal to the value you're looking at because the future hasn't happened right in most cases you know the date will be a past event so therefore, comparing it to now, that should all you know that now should always be greater. However, you can break that assumption if now suddenly returns back it's nineteen hundred, <laughs> and so, horrible things happen to software when unexpected things happen like that. So the whole thing, like from like a layman's perspective, was like, and that we were being told at that time. I guess what twenty years ago I would have been, <laughs> I'm trying to fourteen, right? So that that in it's that year everybody was telling. <laughs> thanks leany <laughs> what i was like what what we were told just like in layman's terms was like okay so the the computer language doesn't understand that it's going to roll back to zero i mean that was like that's all that we were told and it was like everything is going to stop yeah. the planes are going to fall out of the that air. was the You're most scariest thing when they're like the planes yeah. won't work they're just gonna <laughs> drop like, from the sky. What the fuck? Planes will drop from the sky. So the I, I can't remember if this happened or not because I feel like a, a kind of an alternate universe. But uh, as I remember, they didn't fly any planes at that time, right? No, they did. They did. They, did they actually had. They had. Um, so Bill Clinton, who was uh, president during that time, Holy shit, uh, actually that was started a long like, time ago. I know that was more that was the shock most shocking thing I found of this I was like Bill Clinton because uh, right? I forgot he was around um, <laughs> he had started a, a council on that on, and called the on uh, year 2000 conversion and actually had uh, gotten a czar for this purpose so anyways that guy actually on purpose flew on a flight with a bunch of reporters at midnight on December 31st, 1999, as kind of like a publicity stunt to say, like, everything was fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But before all of that happened, um, the, I think the big thing is that the, the if, and you can correct me if I'm correct, but this, the thing is, is they did not really understand the depth of the problem because it's a super easy fix to make to do, change the line of code, right? Well, I, I mean, e each one would be individual, each. So this is the, the problem scale. So in any individual application, you could find the two or three places or maybe more that it occurs and you can fix them. And this can be like, this is embedded software that could be in your clock radio, yeah. in really? your, uh, your safes, in your elevator. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Software is all around you. Um, I mean, more so now, 
you know than than 20 years ago but but still software is all around and you know you know you know yourself on your own personal computer you have hundreds of pieces of software and yeah. they use hundreds of separate little libraries that do bits of maths or place you know samples back or do recording or whatever so they all rely on each other so the actual um size of the problem potentially any one of them could have a bug dealing with time you know there's lots of things that need to deal with time and do maths on time so yeah it's 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 a really difficult problem to scope it's like you know how many bits of software are in the world how many bugs yeah. might they have and then if you fix it like uh, as carla will tell you when like we're trying to finish a, a software product a game in my case um we are constantly fixing bugs we constantly create new bugs because uh, you, right. you fix something and you kind of test it and then you find, oh, there's an issue with it still and you try and fix that and maybe you cause another issue in the process. Um, so it, it's not even a, a particularly cheap process to fix something. Um, it's actually quite expensive. It's not just, a, oh, I'll just add a semicolon there or subtract well, one. Well, because it's a, even if it is a semicolon, it's a, you have to add a semicolon to hundreds of thousands of bits of code right Does yeah in the exact place and then you have to test them so i mean like you know like the the, the the real cost like in any bit of software is not the editing of the line of code but but testing it afterwards that's incredible like that's something that you don't think about like uh, on uh that level of monotony where you're like okay like oh like i don't think unless you're involved in a certain facet of life like where you think about it in those terms like i know like i worked on elevators for years and anybody who takes an elevator, they're like, oh, really? There's that much involved? It's like, well, like, how do you think it gets you there? Like, it's in, it, the mechanics are incredible. The electronics are incredible. The software is incredible. Like, so for somebody who works on software, where I'm sure you see, like, every time software is involved in your life, and you're like, people don't, other people don't recognize that. Oh, yeah. And, and especially now. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I mean, Carla and I are both sitting in you know one room with a couple of monitors and a laptop and a keyboard and watches and all manner of stuff you know and there's easily 40 little embedded computers sitting around us yeah well the, and i think like, that oh sorry oh no i was gonna say the same thing like i i'm sitting in a room with a with a sound a soundboard and a computer and a light and a and a, even a keyboard and a, a guitar panel and everything like that Oh, and you're, and even things like, you know, your fan, like your small stuff. And like, that's fine. If your fan gets confused as to what year it is, yeah. worst case is going to turn off and then maybe turn back on again. But the bigger issue was what if that means that uh, a bank turns on and off again and gets confused as to when you started your mortgage? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, they kind of, there was a comparison to like traffic lights, you know, they could all turn off or they could all turn green. Right. So you just really did not, I mean, it's anytime you have to deal with anything software, you don't know, it's a pain in the ass and you don't know how it's going to go wrong. And half the time it's just turning it off and on again. So can I ask this? Do we know when, or sorry, do we know why it didn't happen? Uh, well, Define didn't happen. I mean, so it, it let's face it, um, from a bank point of view, if their software is going to potentially, you know, um, cause an ATM to start spitting out cash, um, they're going to prioritize that, you know, like the user facing ATM stuff, for example, 
they're going right. to prioritize that over maybe some other software which just um, deals with their meeting requests. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. So. So all of the truly important stuff, you know, like the planes possibly falling out of skies or ATMs spitting out money or, you know, all of these things would be top of the list to be checked first. And the, the thing, this is the cool psychological or cultural aspects of this is actually, so this was a big start to the gig economy and also the outsourcing a lot of uh, the tech industry into India and this was also during the dot-com period. So there was just a shit ton of money in right. the tech industry. And then in addition to that, they believe that the U.S. spent, the U.S. businesses spent $100 billion wow. in funds to fix this problem. Whoa. Now, here's the funny thing that's kind of more the psychological thing. So they don't think that it happened, in quotes, as you say, yeah, because they fixed it, but that's a problem for our brains because we do not believe that companies would be able to be competent to do this. <laughs> like so, so it did happen. It was fixed, and the the human condition is that in that we don't believe people were capable of fixing it. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, like uh, one of the analogies that I will always use for this kind of thing is if you're working in like a, a reasonably large business um, and you're going to have full-time IT staff there, you know, they have a little office and when your monitor doesn't switch on or you can't print on the printer, you'll go to the IT guys and you ask them to fix it. Um, now, if you run, if you work in a really well-executed office where the IT staff is top-notch, then basically nothing will ever go wrong. The printers will always pretty much work. Right. All the computers will be able to see each other. The internet won't disappear on you. Um, and that's because they're doing a good job and, you know, like keeping ahead of things and making sure they check printers on a regular basis and, and all of the good stuff. Um, but that's also how they easily get downsized <laughs> because <laughs> when they're looking at company expenses, they go, well, why do we have five IT guys? They don't seem to do anything. All our stuff just works. Why do we need five of them? Right. And that's why we needed five of them. <laughs> when you got four of them or three of them, now obviously those guys are overstretched over capacity and things start going wrong. That is so the human condition. And, and, and it's, it's like it's so uh, visible in every sort of industry where it relies on people doing a thing. Like it relies on, we're not relying on robots. We're not relying, it relies on a person being there fixing the thing. Because as soon as the thing is fixed, they go, well, this should have been done faster. We could have we could have saved yeah. money by only having half this person. It's like, well, we can't send half the person. <laughs> well, like another great example is, is um, the, the excellent TV series Lost. Right. Uh, now, I didn't watch all of it, but I do believe in season two, maybe they revealed the the crazy kind of um, thing under the ground, oh. the like kind of like the nuclear kind of den or whatever it was. Who knew? And they just knew you had to press a button once a day. Right. And if you didn't, it was catastrophic so if you're not aware that the button was there <laughs> somebody is pressing it daily and nothing bad is happening right. that's great okay lost was so do you need good. that person for like three or four years god that was, that was great <laughs> yeah yeah but 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 do you need that person because right. they're not proving you need him yeah all they're doing is pressing this button and the earth is not ending however prove that's what we're actually doing 
right yeah well i will say this in that (laughs) i did work in a building in in similarly that um we had software that had to be reset every six months and it was sort of a fail safe in that it, it it was like if the software is not being reset then the maintenance is not being redone but often or sorry the maintenance is not being done so off on the elevator so often you would forget to reset the software even though that you had done the maintenance so you'd gone through and checked all the doors and checked all the safety features and everything you would forget to go to the controller and then just press the button because it only happened once every six months but what would happen is if you didn't reset that software the whole fucking thing would go bananaramas at like 2 (laughs) a.m and somebody for like somebody that some oil company executive that was trying to prove a point was working until 2 a.m. in the morning would get stuck in the elevator. And your supervisor, my supervisor would call me, you mean to fucking tell me all you had to goddamn do was press a button once every six months and you couldn't get it done? And it's like, well, that's the problem. It had to be done once every, if it was done every day, it would have been done. You're like, this is every- season two of Lost. <laughs> Well, I was like, it just only had to be done every six months. And it was on this specific type of elevator. It was this specific software. And it truly was so that you would go in and and check check all the safety prerequisites uh-huh. for the elevator where you want. But you, it was like you were doing that anyways, but it was a software requirement. So it would just it would just send everything on chaos. So somebody would get in the elevator one minute before it and... <laughs> I swear I got in trouble for it every six months. They'd be like, you lazy fuck. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> well, one of the one of the conspiracies as to why this was all a hoax is that there was really only four countries that put a lot of money into this. So the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. Right. So apparently places like Germany and Japan didn't really like they didn't throw hundred billion dollars into fixing software so that's one of the backups for why this was a whole this was a hoax if we hadn't done anything we would have been fine the issue is that uh a lot of the companies did not test and did not like let's say update the software in the elevator before this period right so that's why you have 40 year old software running that's never been tested testing wasn't like a big thing before this or or alternatively it's been tested by using it so the fact it's been around for 40 years maybe it was being fixed for the first five years it was rolled out i mean you never hear about software systems and banks or anything like that being rolled out and just working it's always going through its teething problems Um, so it's presumably been shipped and they've fixed all the you know the killer issues they met in the first 10 years of use so now it's perfect. They can carry on using it. And so the other thing too is that the um, the the commonality between the those four countries, which is the U.S., the U.K., Canada, and Australia, is that we run off of English law. Okay. And so English law. Oh, on, I lost the thing. Um, they base uh sort of fixing problems by using lawsuits to fix the social problems so therefore it's the way that the businesses are socially responsible let's say 
is because they are worried about getting sued. Oh, yeah, that's, so, that's exactly it. This is why I always tell people, people are like, do you think this is safe? And I'm like, did you have to remember that no one wants to get sued for you dying? No one gives yeah. a shit about you dying or something bad happening. No. They they're just want to make sure they do not it's not like their it's not fault. their yeah. Yeah. Their and and so the the argument is that in places like Germany and Japan, they actually have governments that are not doing that. And so therefore their software would have been updated as and when it needed to be updated so that they therefore didn't have this two digit problem. They may have fixed it back in 78 or 92 or whatever. It wasn't such a, wasn't such a big like, Oh fuck, we forgot to do our homework situation. (laughs) Uh, We have a test tomorrow and now we have to do everything right now. Right. Is that? Do you agree? That's I, my own personal. Yeah, no, that, that, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> Not wanting to be sued is always a good. Yes. Good so, actually, on the night of uh, December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, there were some glitches, but nothing catastrophic. Things like slot machines, which I'm sure felt very catastrophic to some people, and cash <laughs> registers maybe didn't work. Um, there was I. This is what I heard on your wrong about um, one of my favorite podcasts. They said that the worst one was in the UK. The NHS sent out a bunch of false positive test reports of um, pregnant women who had uh, Down syndrome kids. <laughs> oh my god! But then they didn't. Yeah, and then two women ended their pregnancy as a result <gasps> of that. But the thing is, is that that stuff happens like all the time. That's, yeah, that is true. So. Um, so maybe those, it didn't matter. Maybe those like nurses blamed or the doctors blamed, you know, Y2K. Yeah. 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 And like you're slot right. machines, all that stuff goes down. NHS has done a lot of more software shit too. Didn't they do something weird lately? Nope. Oh. Apparently it's fine. Oh, no. NHS uh, got hit by spyware. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So. so. Yeah, so th- this kind of stuff happens, and it happened equally. the The other conspiracy theory is then it happened equally across the the four countries that put in a significant amount of effort, and the countries in Germany and Japan. So, therefore, if we hadn't done anything, we would have been fine, because these glitches, just you know, we had an equal amount of glitches, right? Um. <laughs> Yes, but you're also basing that just on the fact that all software is of an equal quality. Uh, right. I mean, I don't know particulars, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all in Germany if you know if there's various um, uh, how would you say it? kind of regulations in terms of how various bits of software have to work and communicate with each other, and potentially that those kind of issues could be resolved there. You know, like if they have um, standards in place to deal with these kind of things. Right. Yeah, that's that's and so I do think it probably happened. But I mean, this is happening right now in COVID. How come if COVID's so bad, no, not everyone is dying? <laughs> well, because we've socially distanced, we made people wear masks, we did all this stuff. Yeah, like without um, all the stuff happening, like without a software engineer, essentially, like we're making yeah. a comparison, <laughs> you would not, we would not have the same results. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and there's, there's no correct answer to it, the results. It's like if you do one thing, n thousand people die. If you do something else, n thousand people are going to die. 
Now, one end might be bigger or smaller than the other, um, but you know it, it's very difficult to measure because you don't get repeats. You don't get to do it again. Right. There's yeah, yeah. the scientific profit, pro, uh, process is a little bit uh, uh, halted. But I was going to say too, the um, there was an episode <laughs> of Futurama uh-huh. where Bender oh, is like accidentally like released into space and then a rock lands on him and then a colony of people start on like it's like a colony of these little like weird people that start on this thing and it's basically how he's in charge of like this planet he, and he keeps of, being like their god or whatever he becomes their god and he keeps like trying to fix all the shit and he's like they're like these people stole from us so he like burns one side they're like god is burning us <laughs> that show is so incredible so it is it's so good. funny and, and it always like so now fun. that like covid is happening and like and even this similar feeling when y2k was happening was just like yeah. it's just like it always reminds me of this futurama episode where bender was like continually trying try to fix the problem <laughs> but he just kept making it worse and he'd be like i'm so sorry and he would like accidentally spit and then it would like rain on them for, <laughs> and it would just like cause all these droughts and like it was very funny and sometimes i think that earth is the same thing where just like one person made a decision where just things go absolutely haywire so it's 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 kind of a a wonderful insight to listen to andy speak and be like listen if there wasn't all these people helping to curve a problem then it could have been chaos but we don't know because the problem was solved but and that's the big thing is that it it was it was actually fixed, which we just, like I said, we just in our general brains do not think <laughs> that that's possible. We have uh, no faith in our own kind that we're like, we're like, we're gonna fix this. Hire smart people to fix it, and then the smart people fix think, it. And we're just like, fixed is maybe a bit too absolute as well. It was fixed well enough, right? Mm. Right. That I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more thing about this, and then we're gonna talk about the other thing. Okay. So. Uh, the other thing, too, is is going back to, Brittany, your thing about in psychology about this year renewal thing, about how we we sort of view that as like a, a, a set time and we're going to change things. The year 2000, because we love doomsday prophecies, um, this that got tied into this. So Y2K was like a perfect example of how the world was going to end. Right. Because... I think generally as a society or a culture or whatever, we, we believe that the world is going to end anyways, because that's just how we think in our brains. It's quite so, it's poetic, right? Yeah. And it got fed too by like the stupid American evangel- evangelical um, societies. They like they put out a, a $28 video <laughs> called a Christian's Guide to the Millennium Bug. Um, and somebody said that Y2K was God's instrument before rapture. So it it also became just like a weird um, lightning rod for crazy people. And actually the, the very, so there's always been preppers, but this became like a big motivating and much more marketing um, thing for preppers. So that preppers really came into their own during this time. Right. Right. And then... Also, scammers. 
Yay. Yay. Took advantage of this. And then also the shittiest thing, a lot of websites started coming out a la um, Alex Jones. Jones. (laughs) Basically being like, the government is lying to you. Um, You should buy this supplement so that you don't have to have Y2K. So it actually had like a ton of uh, knock-on effects. Uh, and then the other thing is, so in the history section, we don't always talk about the future. I never talk about the future, let's be honest. We're always but talking about the history. We are talking about the history, but something is going to happen in 2038. Now, Woo! this is only unless the time traveler, John Tator, fixed it. If you would like more information about time traveler John Tator, who I actually may believe that is actually happening, please <laughs> listen to the Crackpot podcast, no, episode 26. But uh, now I want to actually going to explain what it is and not in time travel terms. Uh, well, no, it could be in time travel terms. Um, yeah, no, it's quite, it's, uh, I was going to say quite exciting, but I'm not sure maybe that's the case. Um, you can judge. Um, yeah, so um, obviously you've been talking about Y2K, which is the 1st of January 2000. Uh, get ready for the 19th of January 2038. Oh, And <laughs> not, not at 000 a.m. At 3.14 a.m. and 7 seconds. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, no. What's happening, Andy? No, no. This uneven time <laughs> is going to be the start of the second coming. Oh, yes, no. Um, I don't even have yeah, this right so, now. So, <laughs> yeah so part of the issue obviously with the 2k problem is just the fact that programmers want to crunch dates down to nice small really small digits very small set of numbers um and that's been universal like obviously we really didn't start thinking about the 2k problem until close to 2k um so a decision was made in the 70s about a nice way to store time um, which is called epoch time. So, so epoch just means a point in time. So, um, like a common epoch you'd be aware of is uh, the birth of Christ. Um, right. You have AD and BC. Right. So BC is anything left or, or negative of when he was born. So before before Christ. Anything AD is post Christ. So after. So you can use if you know what Christ's birthday is exactly and the year. In fact, it's quite easy. It's zero, I guess. And what <laughs> Christmas? Yes. Um, then, None of that is true. then all time is relative to that. It's either before him or after him. That's an epoch. It's just a point in time. Um, so Unix guys are, are nice and, and logical. So when they picked their point in time to make everything relative to. Unix um, or like. Unix, yeah. So, um, yeah. so many other types of software are available. But uh, Unix um, is very much like your Windows operating system. Uh, right. It's you probably have like Mac laptops or an Apple phone or whatever. They're all running variants of Unix. All your Android phones are running variants of Unix. I mean, all, all the phones basically run variants of Unix. Um, all your printers, everything with a computer processor in it pretty much is running a Unix variant, more or less. And then there's Windows, but hey. <laughs> um, and, and the, the common way, yeah. The, the, the common way for the, um, <laughs> but yeah, so 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 the epoch they chose uh, is the much nicer first of January nineteen seventy. So that's the point in time they measure everything against, and they measure it in seconds. 
so the time one is one second beyond the start of 1970. Negative one, conversely, is the last second of 1969. Okay. So it's nice and easy. Right. Very, very simple to deal with. Doesn't deal yeah, with late days or anything simple. complicated. That is very no, that is actually really simple because it's it's like it it begins at a certain date and ends at a certain date and Yeah, like... and the beautiful thing with that again is it's as I say, um, computers and programmers really like crunching down things to be nice and small. So because it's all relative to nineteen seventy, those numbers don't get too absurdly large. Okay. Yeah. No. So, okay, I get that. So you know, you're 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 negative as you know a certain number or positive a certain number. So those kind of numbers, when I say we don't get absurdly large, we do get quite big. Because it's milliseconds. Um, no milliseconds, seconds. Seconds. Okay, so uh, there is roughly a hundred thousand seconds in a day. In fact, it's it's eighty four thousand six hundred to be oh precise. Oh my god, I'm falling asleep. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So so I'm there's. I'm not. I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, okay okay so 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 one thing you may have heard of is like 32 bits as opposed to 64 bits and generally 64 bits would be taken as better so that's what we decide when we buy phones yes well, yeah. so that would be a quite a classic you always story. want to do 64 but more for the the processor itself generally oh, um but but it's but it well yeah to do it is to do with storage uh, at 11 okay so so it's fine to go with that analogy oh i thought um, it was all about storage fuck <laughs> It I don't know. How much music can you fit on your? Well, and it's kind of it's kind of true. So, so basically, sixty-four bit computers store things and and up to sixty-four bit values, which is a very large number indeed. Um, thirty-two bits computers store things in thirty-two bit values, and um, because of when the kind of time epoch thing was decided, computers were less powerful than they are now. So, thirty-two bits would seem quite generous. Right, um, that would be like a massive computer. So that's that. That that's well, like a, that's like an old phone. It's now. a very big number. Right. Yeah, it's a, right. it's a very so for, with thirty-two bits uh, signs, so negative and positive, you can store basically two billion negative and about two billion positive, which is quite a lot of numbers. I'm trying to see if I can figure out what this podcast is. Um, <laughs> sorry. So we're at. Well, does that help you? Any of those numbers up there? No, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> so you, you guys, I mean, you're, uh, yeah, you can do the math. That's fine. No, we can't do the math. math. We're not we're it's an exercise for the I cannot okay. do the math. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's nice and easy. It's per second, so you go obviously sixty seconds in a minute, and then you times that for sixty. Oh, right, uh, yeah, hour. obviously. And this, then if this you podcast right now is seventy six me- me- megabytes. Seventy six megabytes. Right now. Yeah. Yes. So that's a storage size, but that's just how large it is to store. Oh. So. <laughs> Andy tried to and dumb this and down this for us. This is why Andy had to come on the podcast, because I do not understand. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's not that dumb. It's fine. Um, um, no, we're pretty fucking like, You're dumb. not that dumb. I'm just trying no, to no, no, explain it to the people. Well, it's all good. It's just, you have separate types. It's like if you're trying to do some math and you've got a weight of something and then you've got a time, you can't necessarily correlate the two things. Right. right. You know, things okay, don't so get heavier about, as time changes. You're talking example. about time. Okay, yes, because you're talking about time. So I'm talking about time. And, and basically, we're talking about epochs, which is just the idea of having a base time. Yeah. And then you subtract that from any absolute time you have, like now. Do you think that when the robots take over, that they will <laughs> use that as like their Jesus time? Well, yes, and this is the thing you could decide oh. any time. So in Jesus' time, like in 1970, that's when G- then that's the when G- the Jesus robot Unix, Jesus <laughs> G- the Jesus Unix was born. Oh my god! 
Actually, that's Maybe a pretty interesting just... thought. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's at least one. I am tripping out right now. Anyway, long and the short of things. You got two billion negative, which takes you back to oh about uh when is it? Did I put this one down? Uh takes you back to oh dear, I didn't write it down. Um, I think it takes you back to about nineteen oh one. Okay. So basically, you can go back to about 1901, and that's fine because obviously most things you're going to be storing are after 1901. Um, and generally speaking, this time is relative to just the computer being switched on, or you know, like a relative time, a reasonable epic time would be around after 1970. It's generally used to store things after 1970. Um, and then if you go forward, it's it's quite generous. It takes you up to 2038. Uh, oh shit! See. So yeah. So. So you're two billion seconds later, and you're in 2038, and it's a Tuesday, and it's the 19th of January. Um, and unfortunately, Wait, this is made that a bit of a better number. And it's 3:14 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> and it's the sixth second, and all is fine. Uh huh. But yeah. So I feel like you're reading us a Christmas story. What happens then? Well, yeah. then this is the thing with computers: is generally when you're talking about storing things in a fixed size. You know, in which case, this is a fixed size, a 32-bit size. Um, when you go beyond that, it doesn't just um, what we call clamp the number. It doesn't stop the number just not getting any bigger because it's the biggest it could possibly be. No, 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 we don't do that. We generally wrap around. <laughs> so you go from the largest number to the smallest number. Oh, so we're back to Jesus. We're so yeah, you, we take the largest number we can fit in 32 bits, and that is this second in time in 2038. And you add one to it, and you don't get that previous value plus one. You actually get a very small negative or very large negative number. So it takes you back to 1901. Oh, <laughs> oh so they're saying, they're saying in 2038, it's going to take us back to 1901. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't I think hate it's that. I mean, we all could use a do-over. I feel like yeah. But the, pro the problem here, though, is the fact that the co the computer is doing maths on dates for a reason, and it's going to make right. a decision based on what it comes back with. I feel um, like I'm going to go live like in the fucking woods so I don't have to deal with anything. Yeah, yeah. So this one's an interesting one. So there's actually been cases of this being a bug in real life already, even though it's not 2038. Oh, so um, okay. you you might decide to do actions up to a certain point in time. You might say, I'm going to do something unless it's, you know, 10 years from now. And that would be fine at the moment because you add 10 years from now and it doesn't roll over that 2 billion range. However, if in 2025, you decide to add 10 years to something, you're going to roll over and again, you're going to be in the past. Now, AOL, no. you know, the internet, <laughs> Yeah. Wait. Yeah, well, the, the internet that comes on the, the shiny disc. Yeah, I still read it. Love it. Yeah, good company. Good company. So, uh, Are they not dead? a few years ago, a few years ago, about 10, 15 years ago, they um, actually did run a, a pile of a web. They, they had servers which served up web pages. Um, and they all went boom. Just, just one day, just, I think it was 2006, maybe. I bought I should really research this better. Um, I, think it was, I feel like yeah, you well, did a lot of research. I was going to say, Andy, you've done more research than we've done in six months. 
six months. So that would be <laughs> no. Um, but 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 yeah. So so AOL they they had their server software and it was you know serving up websites um, all around the internet. And just one day it just stopped working. Um, all the web pages started timing out. And the reason for it was really, really simple. So um, for things like database queries, you know, when you query a database and say, get me some information, um, sometimes that can take a long time. Like Googling. Just like Googling. But but in, in my application, um, you know, maybe I have a list of people's names and addresses. Right. Uh, and I know you're logged in and I want to display your name with address on my web page. And your user 129. So when I'm preparing the web page to display to you, I go query, can you get me the address for user of 129? And then that takes a wee while because generally a database is on a different computer. And then the answer will come back and then I can just put it together and I can display it in the web page. Now that, that will take some time. Maybe it will take, you know, like, um, well, computers are generally very fast, but let's imagine it's quite slow. So it'll take like three, four seconds. So you might decide to put a timeout on that thing. Maybe if the computers are really super busy. So you expect two to three seconds, but actually if it takes more than a hundred seconds, you're not interested. You might as well just show the web page of it that date. Right. So the way that you would do this query in the database, because you know that's a fair expectation and this is something people would want to do, is you don't just query for the please get me the address of user 129. You'll say, please get me the address of the user 129 unless the time goes after five o'clock and you look at the time now and it's like 10 minutes to five. So you go, yes, but on 10 minutes time will be, you know, I want the response by then. And if you can't give it to me by then, don't. Um, so that's absolutely fine. So that's a fairly common thing. You go, give me this data from a database and I expect the result by this time or just don't give it to me. Um, so in the case of these um, AOL servers, they had, there is no concept of, and never time out. There's no concept of, there's no absolute time, which is the infinite future time. Right. So it, the easy way to do that is just basically add a really large number to the current time. So they chose the large number of a billion. <laughs> what? So we're talking about, again, back to epoch time, uh, Unix epoch time. So 1970 is your base date. They'll grab a date from today and that will be a large number. They added a billion to it. And then that's obviously a future time, a really far, you know, a billion's a lot of seconds. So it's really far away from now. So therefore it's basically saying to the database, I want this answer and don't bother time out because you could never get to that time. It's so far away. Right. Right. So they, you know, they for years had been running, adding a billion to the current time in terms of seconds and going, get me this database request and come back before this absolute time. Um, unfortunately, in 2006, adding a billion to the number went over the year. Oh, no. uh, 2036. Is it 2036? 2038. It went over the year of 2038 and became back in the 1900s. So is this something that can be fixed now? Yes. And, and obviously, um, when the decision was made long time ago, it wasn't really an issue. Again, you don't think your software is going to be around for so many years. Uh, when you start writing the software, there's only like tens of users, so it's not particularly expensive to fix. Um, obviously, as things have scaled and we've got computers everywhere and software everywhere, we've started thinking more seriously about these problems. 
Um, so yeah, so when you were talking earlier about 32-bit devices versus 64-bit devices, generally speaking, like your new phone now compared to your old phone of five years ago, it will be a 64-bit phone rather than a 32-bit phone. Right. So rather than have that time delta as being 2 million either way, it will store it in a 64-bit value, not a 32-bit value, which gives you 238 billion each direction. Right. Hey, what? <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know the exact date we have to worry in 238 oh, so billion different. years. <laughs> I think it might be a Tuesday. <laughs> oh God, it probably is a Tuesday. That's the worst day of the week. That I is know. The worst I know, I'm sorry. But future you has to worry about it. <laughs> So we're not really concerned about it then? So we are concerned about it. It will be a genuine problem. Um, However, 2038 is still a long way away. So a lot of your really crappy old phones just won't work by then. They'll be dead. Yeah, but like all the other stuff that's like connected to... Because we, if we've learned anything, it's that... Oh yeah, so this is, don't get me wrong, this is a real problem. We're all going to die in 2038. But we have proven by our ability to fix the Y2K bug. Right, but everybody thinks it was a hoax. Yeah, I know, but this is the the genius of software: is we introduce the the problems and the faults, and then, you get them. And and then, then we get taken out of retirement and paid <laughs> huge, huge wages to fix them. It's genius. It is genius. That it's is like genius the shit. It's convinced. I'm just uh, putting a ticking time bomb into future me. It's it's guaranteed work and COVID. Yeah, exactly. That's the real reason they put that stuff in. Well, I think you'll find that in 238 billion years, I'm not really sure we'll be concerned about climate change and COVID. That's true. We'll all be dead by then. Well, Andy, thank you very much for that. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. I, I love how Carla diminishes it uh, from uh, technological genius to tech time. <laughs> I didn't know how to put it in. Like, a, okay, you're leaving. Bye. Oh, sorry. Say bye. 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 bye Andy. Love you. Uh, um, we're, we're. I didn't know how else to say. I can't say like. Oh, well, I guess I could have said. Uh, everyone, please hold your applause. For- <laughs> Well, here's a here's a wonderful thing. Carla is married too, and he is our dear friend, and we are awfully lucky to have him. Uh, he is truly a technological genius and uh, works for uh, some pretty pretty cool companies and and develops some pretty neat software that I bet you you have used in your day to day. So that was yeah. actually that was actually probably our most informed of guest ever. And yes. oh, like, I think welcome so. to Tech Time with Ed. <laughs> You know what? That's what uh, I don't know. If this happens like in every family, but that's like Andy's the one that he, my family calls when the Wi-Fi goes off, <laughs> and he's like <laughs> capable. I mean, well, of course. Why wouldn't you call him? I know. Like, you know, you're like gonna know about it. Let's be honest. They're like Andy, our Wi-Fi's off. He's like, I <laughs> could literally design an entire program to rule the world. He's but like, okay, put in you. the password. <laughs> Like, did you have not design software? I've asked him to design software for me for like mundane human tasks, and he won't do it. So I don't, you know, maybe you gotta pay him more. You know what? Sometimes he makes me coffee in the morning, and you know what? That's just as important. That is, well, and you know what? More important knowing me in the morning. And I will tell you this if you stay at Carla's house, Andy will make you coffee. He does it all yeah. the time. He's very yeah. generous. So we will. <laughs> 
we will tell you this. Thank you, Andy. Uh, we love you. And uh, that was pretty awesome. That was our most informed. That was our most. Yeah, sorry. That that whole twenty thirty eight thing. I just I when I was talking to Andy about this, I've been talking to him about it all day because I'm. I really just did not. I was like, I don't understand why it was such a big deal. And also because there was all this like hoax stuff going around. Um, but then he was like, but the real problem is going to be. And I was like, ooh, more <laughs> apocalypse. All right. <laughs> you need to address that. And that's why we <laughs> pair it with alcohol because it's also yes. overwhelming. So yes. this uh, this week, this New Year's Day, we have uh, gone ahead and yes. What is our? Uh, what should you pair with the New Year's? Seco. Yeah, controversial. We're not doing champagne. We're not doing champagne. You know why? Because we're not rich, and not everybody can sh- like travel to the region of champagne. And you know what? And champagne oh, and see, champagne this is, is really sweet. Isn't no, a lot of really people dry. think that Prosecco Isn't is it champagne. Dry? It's not. It, I know. It explain, ladies. Explain. Okay. Prosecco is an Italian DOC or a DOCG white wine produced in a large uh, area spanning nine provinces in the Veneto and uh, Frulli Venzino Ugarali regions and is named after the village of Prosecco. It is made oh. from it is made specifically from the Prosecco grape uh, renamed the Glera in 2009 with the European year within the European Union but the dimension uh, the rules allow up for 15% of the wine to be permitted uh, varieties. So here's the thing. Prosecco is just a different grape. The champagne grape is grown in champagne. In France. Yeah. In France. The Prosecco grape uh, is grown I think in it's Italy. Pronounced Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so Thank it, you, Moira. Sorry, forget. Well, uh, forget what uh, I just said. Carry on. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's it's grown in, that's grown in Champagne. That's in France. This is grown in Prosecco. In Champagne, yeah. Champagne. Like I said, I just finished watching Shit's Creek, so I'm going to. But this is grown in Prosecco, and that is in Italy. And it is a semi-sparkling style white wine, which is Ooh, different. semi? Yep, semi so not as not as sparkling then? nope not as many bubbles uh no well, i don't know if that's it's, it it's almost it's almost closer to a wine than it is to a bubbly oh i wonder if that's why i like it more it's uh it's also less sweet it oh, is yeah, a little yeah, more dry good. which is something oh, yeah. that we enjoy and yeah it's just uh prosecco is something that i like to drink and um, what I like, you like, bitches. <laughs> so quit with your Dom Mama. Perignon. Go get a fucking. I've bar. had, I've had Dom Perignon, and I, I don't like it. I don't. How know. the fuck did you bitches like have Dom Perignon? Someone else was buying it, so. <laughs> and it wasn't that yeah, good. I, like, yeah, I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys it's, didn't uh, like it. No, no. It's too sweet. Huh. I mean, and that's the thing is, it just tastes like I don't think I don't know. Maybe I my palate is not fancy enough, but yeah, I could not really tell the difference between like champagne 
of that quality and and champagne of other stuff i respect the you know history what? of the i probably wouldn't but... either i would have no clue like when they will do a taste testing of champagne yeah, absolutely do a champagne life pairing and <laughs> just get a lot of bubbles up our noses really that's what's gonna happen i didn't know i have less bubbles this is really exciting Brittany. i'm very excited yeah, well, it's less bubbles, and it's also uh, less sweet, obviously. It's a little more dry. Yeah. It's it's more in the region that we're accustomed with. Like, if you don't... Well, I guess if you really like French wines, then then you would probably like a Champagne more than you would a Prosecco. Prosecco is also just, like... It has less of a name to it. Like, honestly, it's cheaper. Like, you can go to Costco and get Prosecco for ten ninety five. Well, it's like La Marca, which seems to be a staple in our lives yeah that's like that's, 16 to 20 yeah, bucks or whatever. like it's real and that's very no, it's 50. i Get bought it for this evening i bought the lamarca and it was tw- uh 15 25 so yeah. it's it's not expensive actually no and, it, and it, i don't like, i don't know if i've ever had like an expensive prosecco that i would say was better than like i've actually had prosecco in italy uh not in prosecco which sounds like my dream place <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I can't say that's better than a Lamarca, whatever, for 16 bucks. No, it's, it's honestly, it's like, it's like one of these things where, you know, like a wine expert or a small would be like, you can find a $20 buying bottle within your range that tastes good. This is the thing yeah. with Prosecco and Champagne. It's like everybody wants a Dom Perignon because it's a name and it's a certain thing. Yeah. But the truth is, is like, if you don't like that taste, which I don't know don't that a lot it. of people would. Then, yeah. Then so this this for us was a little more accessible, and also just like, and it's kind of the funny like play on the letdown where like you want a Dom Perignon <laughs> but you got Prosecco. <laughs> Although okay, so you say that about um like sparkling wine or whatever. So the the, the Dom Perignon is like big in the the like rap community. Is that what we're still calling it? No, sure. Um, the what? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, or whatever. No, Crystal. Crystal. Oh, yeah. Crystal is. Yeah. Is that? Um, Crystal? I don't no. know. I, was, I thought that was champagne. But they did a really funny little thing on uh, 30 Rock where one of the characters makes like a really just awful tasting um, champagne. And so he sells it to the hip hop world. And they're like, this is disgusting, but we can sell it because. <laughs> you just have to put a name to it. You just have to say like, right. "Oh, in a song, in a rap, in a hip hop song, or whatever," and then a billion people will buy this. And even though it tastes disgusting, uh, it has merit. Yeah, in some way. Well, and that's the thing is like this, like specifically. I mean, it has no merit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give it merit. Like, I mean, Prosecco, I think it tastes better. I think it like, does. I think, too. It good. I think, like, honestly, like, if you were, like, the thing is, is, like, you sort of, like, when something is supposed to taste good, like, here's mm-hmm. an example for me. I don't really like lobster. It's supposed to taste Ooh. good. But you know what I like? I like butter. So I when was you just going to say, you know what you needed? More butter. That's... <laughs> Like you dip lobster in butter and it tastes amazing. And then you're like, wait a minute. If I take away the butter, I hate the lobster. If I take away the lobster, I still love the butter. No, I'm like, you can put spam in butter, but it that's the that's the thing, right? Yeah. 
And lobster, I, th- I don't know if this is true. This might be a, a myth, but lobster used to be so common that it was like poor people ate it. I don't know if that's actually true, but where was that? It became- it's also a bottom feeder thing. In like, because it used to get like a lot of lobster in New York and like, oh yeah, all I guess, in the, like all in the like Atlantic, Atlantic Canada, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's actually a real true fact, but um, and then once it became scarce, then that makes sense, and it suddenly started tasting a lot better, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, that's exactly it. So that 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 certainly is a thing with uh, you know. Uh, one of the reasons why we picked Prosecco was just because it's like, you know what? It's perfectly fine. <laughs> just like New Year's. <laughs> New Year's is perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah, like, it's no big manager, deal. It's just, if you manage your expectations, you're always going to be impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as you should in therapy, as I'm told, lower your expectations. No, lower. 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 Nope, keep going lower. Okay, now you're fine. Do you have any uh, spe- uh, interesting facts for us? I have a couple. Okay. Um, a little shout out to some friends of the podcast, Yudranka and Fed. Woo! 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 Um, Fed is from Colombia originally, and so for their New Year's Eve, they always give out grapes. And this is because it's a Colombian tradition. So you eat 12 grapes for each month of the new year. Uh, so it's supposed to sort of bring you luck or whatever. Uh, also, this has got to be healthy. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I said when eating I was eating them. I'm like, exactly. After I've just eaten like a ton of salt and so drank like a lot of percent. Guzzling a scotch and eating a pound of haggis. It also keeps witches away. That is true. As all good traditions come yeah, um, fuck those witches. I know, you gotta keep them away. Uh, but I just like it because I think it's like adorable that you get a little... I don't know what grapes have them in. in I'm like, well, I drink them. I drink grapes usually, but get a little good sugar maybe. Gives you a little energy for midnight. But you drink that, you eat them after, like at the midnight time. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, okay, the other thing that I got kind of obsessed with was, and I have always been a little bit obsessed with, so one million people go to New York City's Times Square to watch that stupid ball drop. Oh, yeah. ball drop. <laughs> so that sounds like hell on earth. So then I started to do more research. And it's worse than I thought. <laughs> so there are there are no bathrooms. Oh god. At all. You have to get there at least at noon. Obviously the ball drops at midnight. And then Let's count two hours to get out of the area. Oh, God. So you either need to be dangerously dehydrated for 12 to 14 hours or wear a diaper. Fuck that. Yeah. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. And I know. There's so many people that do it, though. No, one million. And there's no food. There's no, like, bar. Like, I don't, I, it sounds like fucking hell what a fucking nightmare it's cold you have to wear like 17 layers you're just basically they advise you to just like look like a ball uh yeah no so i don't know if anybody is has has done the Times square thing and wants to tell us how it went please do i there's what i said let us know 
Oh, let us know. I thought he said like a lot of snow. I was like, sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it could be. There's a lot of snow. No, I would like to, I'm happy to watch Anderson Cooper, but I don't even know if you get to see all that stuff. No, I, I watch. No, I watch if you're on Times Square, you don't get to see Anderson Cooper. No, He's safely that. tucked away in a nice <laughs> television studio looking over everything. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have to deal with that nonsense. He's not dealing no. with sweet fuck all. <laughs> you know what, Anderson Cooper? You're not dealing with sweet F.A., baby. Yeah, and that's not. okay. No, and it's that's fine. Okay. I'm just saying, like, if you're oh, going to go there to see Anderson Cooper, yeah, you probably fucking won't see him. <laughs> no. no. Well, you so, guys... Yeah, that was like so on Earth. We hope that this New Year's episode has uh, taken you to a place where you realize that all of your dreams will not be. <laughs> will not come true. And they're not going to come true. Unless yeah, your okay. dream was secure Y2K. And then yeah. it did. Unless your dream is fix the software problem. <laughs> 2036. Here's the Eight. thing. 2038. Oh, yeah. It took us all day to figure out what it was because neither of us were saying 2037 all day. So, but I will say this: manage your expectations, shoot low, hope for the yes. worst, and you're only gonna succeed. Yeah, um, great life advice. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's not true. Uh, fill your no, that is good. <laughs> fill your new year with love and and hope and. Uh, Call all the people you love because uh, that's what you're going to need to do because you're not really supposed to see them. And, right. uh, and then one day, go to all of your neighbors at midnight and knock on their door and see if they will let you in. Yeah, see if yeah. you don't. Try to do a, a neighborhood hogmanay. Yeah. Hog- yeah, have a hogmanay. Find your uh, tallest friend with the <laughs> darkest hair. And see Maybe make sure he's handsome. Also, bring a nice bottle of scotch. Yeah, bring a nice bottle of scotch. Like, don't be a dick like about it. Label Johnny Walker. <laughs> yeah, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. And also, oh, I'm just gonna say, you know, the album Willennium was released <laughs> 20 years ago. So I everyone, do yourself you. a seventh grade favor. <laughs> and listen to this awful album by Will Smith. Yeah, listen to Millennium. Who who wrote who is in Millennium? Will Smith. Will Smith. No. Millennium. Millennium. That was twenty years. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh my god. Like. Uh, also, I'm like hot disaster. Oh yeah, there's the All right. Yeah. I thought we did that in Men in Black, and then then we ended that. But... We are the Men in Black. Uh, yeah so <laughs> sorry yeah all we right. should go back to that i forgot all about that okay you gals i'm gonna close this bitch off so all shut right, your right. yappers <laughs> I love you happy new, happy new year's okay happy new year's happy hogmanay happy hogmanay Party it like it's 1999. We love you very much, and we hope you have a happy new year. Uh, check us out. We're here every Thursday, and uh, we're very grateful for our guests, uh, Lena and Andy. Woo-hoo. Thanks for having us, ladies. Thanks for coming on, guys. <laughs> happy New Year. Thanks, guys. <laughs>